There's a new player in town, Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. Welcome to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Saturday mornings are all right here at Saturdays in the Gong, coming to you live from Wollongong Golf Club on a crisp but beautiful Saturday morning. Hopefully you're enjoying the start to your weekend. Welcome to our listeners in Sydney on 1170, as well as down here in the Illawarra, 1575am, the app and the website. And thanks to our sponsors, Wollongong City, GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today, as well as the legends at Impact Garage Doors, impacting homes for 20 years. I'm Tim Barrow from the Illawarra Mercury. Joining me this morning is my Mercury colleague, the Minister for NRL, Mitch Jennings, good morning to you, mate. There's nothing like the sniff of state of origin. Nothing, absolutely. It's that time of year. We love it. Minister for NRL, Jez. Was, I thought that, was that Stackfield? Yeah, I thought I'd come up with something. Yeah, that's different. very good. Yeah. Very, very good. What's the package on that? That would be pretty handy, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be pretty handy, and there's, there's never any shortage of, uh, of news or issues to cover there. So, yeah, it would be pretty handsome. We talk, uh, we're going to talk plenty of State of Origin today. We'll get to the Dragons later on after their loss to the Dolphins on Thursday night. We've also got a treat for our Sydney listeners as well. After 8.30, we're going to be talking to Sydney Kings Chief Executive Chris Pongrass as they put their roster together as the uh, the Sydney listeners are with us for the first hour. So plenty of NRL to talk to and we're going to throw to the captain of the Saturdays in the Gong ship, Matty Russell, but we're going to do it in style today. We're going to introduce him in fitting fashion. Matty Russell, good morning to you. I must have listened to Tina Turner stories ten times over in the last couple of days, but I loved every single minute of it. I'm in that sweet spot in terms of Simply the Best where it was just absolutely iconic. It just gets me going still every time. And, uh, yeah, great tributes to Tina Turner this week. We got him. Matty, have we got you on the line? He's, maybe he's just maybe he's still overwhelmed. He, he's, he's going back watching the, some yeah, old the nostalgia as we go. Some back. old clips, but it, it was extraordinary though, Mitch. Just given you know you, you go back and it was so controversial at the time that they would have Tina Turner actually promote the game and the way it changed the face and the image of the game. It actually brought women to the game. They got excited about it. You know, the players had their their kits off on the beach and. You know, Tina was having a lot of fun with all the, the videos. I mean, she was in high heels on top of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, I mean, without a harness, no less. So, yeah. you know, yeah. just, just extraordinary to look back and see the way it actually changed the game. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. It's one of those songs still, I, I have a, a, a visceral reaction to it. It's one of those ones where it just takes transports you straight back to a place. That was obviously, I was in my infancy as a rugby league fan when that was you know around the, the back end of the Winfield Cup years and, and everything else and yeah it's just it's fantastic I've heard that song played at funerals of league mad people I know and everything it's just so synonymous with the game and it really as it's emerged this week 
it, it, it's a real line in the sand moment for the game. It, the game can be divided of the modern era into the pre-Tina Turner and post-Tina Turner yeah, yeah, era. And yeah. I can't believe I'm even uttering that sentence. But yeah. it's absolutely true. And like you said, we, we were talking about it off air, Baz. I just think it was, we still see it now. It's just proof that often people can underestimate rugby league people, what they think, what they can embrace, how broad a church it is. And I think that's what obviously John Quayle and, and Ken Arthurson probably recognised and they had a lot of faith in rugby league people to get on board with, with something new and to think a bit more broadly than some older voices might typically associate with rugby league. And, and rugby league fans can so often be underestimated and often underestimated by you know people who claim to know them the best. Yeah. And I just think that's something to bear in mind as we keep going forward as the game is going to keep trying to you know go into new territory and, and everything else. But I, that, that's what really came out of it for me. It, it really was where administrators thought more thought more highly and, and gave some higher estimation to rugby league fans and, and what they deserved and what they could embrace. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we had a false start with Matty Russell. We'll bring him in now. Matty, we were just talking about, uh, obviously, with the passing of Tina Turner this week and launching into Origin Week. I mean, there's a lot of sen- sentimentality uh, around uh, the game at the moment. Good morning, boys. Good morning, listeners. Yeah, I had to do a long drive yesterday and the radio station I was listening to, obviously cognizant of the passing of Tina Turner, was playing her songs, not back-to-back, but sprinkling them through uh, each segment. And the catalogue of hits that she produced, it was just rammed home to me, hit after hit after hit. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, simply the best, um, it, it might be your favourite, but if you try and pick a favourite outside that, oh, I didn't know where to start. You know, is it, is it Private Dancer? Is it, we don't need another hero? And then the hits just kept on coming. And if I'm thinking of it from a rugby league perspective, when it comes to the NRL grand final entertainment, there has to be some sort of Tina Turner tribute, whether it's um, uh, Jimmy Barnes building out her well-known rugby league hit or whether it's a medley of songs that you've got to have this year, surely after her sad passing, some sort of uh, tribute to Tina Turner on grand final day. Well, Matty, it was interesting that you bring that up because uh, what I did see surface this week in, in, the, in the wake of her, her sad passing was the, um, the reboot. A lot of people were, were bringing out that reboot, which, of course, we did have only a couple of years ago ahead of the 2020 season, which ultimately got put on hold and, and sort of lost in, in uh, like everything else in, in the arrival of COVID and, and the pandemic and everything else. But that was the 30th anniversary, and that was just fantastic. I watched it I watched it again, and, and look, at the time, it generated some, some absurd heat. I mean, it was stupid from stupid people, but that that campaign to me was absolutely outstanding. So I, I encourage everyone to go back and have a look at that because that was, you know, the Trebojevic brothers as kids in the backyard and, and everything else. I, I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. It was one of the coolest ads I can remember in, in recent times in rugby league. Still simply the best, I think, was the, was the theme then. So... I'd love to see the NRL uh, revisit that in, in some way, and I'd certainly encourage everyone to go and, and have a look at that because uh, it'll put lead in your pencil, put it that way. Right, from <laughs> from Tina Turner, let's switch to State of Origin, the build-up to Game 1. On Wednesday, New South Wales have decided to fight fire with fire a bit more this year in terms of their selections in the forward pack to uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. Among them, to, uh, to hit back at that Queensland forward pack, Matty Russell, I think New South Wales have to go and win Game 1 because we're going to Queensland for Game 2. It could well be all over by the time we get to Sydney for Game 3. So what do you make of the teams? Uh, you know, New South Wales will start favourites, as predictably is always the case, but where do you see the matchups? Um, you know, have New South Wales got it right? I think they've got it right in terms of a bit more heat in that forward pack. I love the fact that 
Tangai Jr. is there. Hudson Young is there as well. And let's go to the centres for New South Wales because Mitchell and Trebojevic played no part in last year's series. When they were last in the team in 2021, they were dynamic. Game one and game two, New South Wales blitz Queensland, absolutely wiped them with Latrell and Turbo front and centre. They scored five tries between them in game one. They crossed again in game two and the series was over. I'm with you, Baz. You don't want to be going to Suncorp Stadium 1-0 down in the series, so Adelaide becomes really important. And yes, Queensland have a, a crackerjack team, don't they? Fantastic. But I like the New South Wales bench. I love their centres. And I'm actually questioning this famous maroon loyalty pick and stick because I can't work out how Dane Gagai isn't in the team. I know Hammer's been in great form, but Dane Gagai has delivered since 2015 for Queensland. Hasn't missed a game. Uh, has been in fantastic form this season with ball in hand. Yes, he's missed some tackles, but you know what? He's missing fewer tackles per game this year than he did last year, and he's basically on par with what he did in 2017 when he was player of the series. So, for me, that's an oversight by Queensland, not just in terms of Dane Gagai, but all of a sudden this famous myth regarding the Maroons has just been shattered. Well, Matty, it's funny you say that. I, I actually think of far be it for me to, to, to rap Queensland. All I heard... Um, Gordon Tallis, who's obviously, you know, absolutely chief attack dog uh, in the media at this time of year on behalf of Queensland. I mean, Dane, Dane Gagai, I, I think the fact that he played 22 straight would also point to a bit of a pick and stick has happened <laughs> along the way, I would think. But it, it's, I'd ask the question, a lot of people have been bringing that up, and, and I agree, it's, it's a talking point, Matty, but I mean, at, at the moment, who would you fear more if you're a New South Wales? Would you fear the Hammer or would you fear Dane Gagai at the moment on form? It's, it's interesting. I, I think... They, I think they'll often pick and stick, but they've made they've made these type of decisions before, Queensland. As you say, the, the loyalty thing can be a bit of a myth. Matty, Billy Slater, of course. What was interesting for me was the fullback debate around incumbency and Caelan Ponger and how well he played in uh, in the decider last year. And what was interesting for me or intriguing part of it was Billy Slater was coming in and making a decision to bring in sort of Reese Walsh on form. If you remember, at the back end of Billy Slater's career, He'd missed the series, and, the, and Queensland stuck solid. The old belty with Darius Boyd there at fullback mm. uh, didn't go very well, and they uh, parachuted Billy straight back in for game two. So I, I don't know if that was on his mind, if that factored into his into his thinking. But to me, I was I was one of those people thinking I'd pick Reese Walsh, but I don't think they will. So I think the it's interesting. I thought, like you mentioned, Baz, they're going back to, to Suncorp in game two. There's always pressure in every selection, in every origin game. But I think this was one where Queensland could afford to have a couple of gambles in there. I think there was a lot more pressure on New South Wales in this instance to get the team right. Uh, Matty, I, I like what they did. Tavita Pangai Jr. for me, interesting. Baz, I know as a Bulldogs fan, he's one of those ones that you can love, but he's also the guy that gets you nervous every time he carries or every time he rushes out of the line. What's he going to do? Yeah. The question I have about Tavita Pangai Jr. is that the way Origins changed, you everything now runs second to speed in Origin. It's all about the speed of the ruck, speed of the play of the ball, the speed of the game itself. So I think there's always a risk-reward in, in that type of selection with Tavita Pangai Jr. if you bring him in to be that enforcer type and, and to sort of bully Queensland. The, is the risk-reward now skewed? more than it used to be. There was always a place for, you know, the, the guy that the red missed and walks walks a fine line. But to me, these days in the game, with the sin bittings that can occur far more yeah, readily and everything against. else, the six against, all that yep. type of stuff, is the risk-reward yeah. more skewed towards risk 
these days, Baz, when it comes to a Tavita Pangoi Junior uh, in origin? Ab- absolutely, and that's the one thing that concerns me. And, you know, as a Bulldog supporter, I watch every game that they play. I mean, Pangoi Junior... He will have an impact, he will make an offload, but he also, like we saw here at Wynn Stadium, Zach Lomax made that intercept and ran away. Um, there might be a mistake in him, which all of a sudden, if Queensland get a six again, or if there's a sin bin for something that's on the edge, all of a sudden New South Wales are camped down that edge. Although, don't get me wrong, Queensland have got plenty of that in them as well. I mean, Tino, you know, he's got a mistake in him. Uh, he's got sort oh, of that similar sort of pattern. Copy. I, I said, I remember I messaged you the other day, I said, Tino, he's a guy that you want in your team obviously but I said he's a guy that I would just struggle to pick yeah. in origin at the moment because yeah. the stupid penalties and the mistakes yep. are just something that you carry So, and he's a, he's become an origin regular so then Tavita Pango are very much in the same category it's what got me thinking about it because I think very good point I think Tino is exactly that player that you question the risk reward in origin when mistakes and those silly penalties and mistakes are just so costly at that level so yeah interesting there's probably uh you know some risk reward in, in both sides in that regard now maddie maddie russell i i was talking uh, earlier in the week about ben hunt uh, he had his defining moment in origin last year it's probably the defining career moment in here so if we need any more motivation as new south wales fans we just have to listen to this bit of audio Now, Matty, uh, Ben Hunt's situation, I mean, it's probably a great time for him to go away to Origin Camp, just given that uh, the Dragons, they've, they've had their problems this year. He was very loyal to Anthony Griffin. Uh, there's a bit of uncertainty about the direction and whether J- Jason Rolls' signing as coach is imminent. So Ben Hunt gets a bit of a reset and he gets the chance to inflict some more damage on New South Wales. And didn't they miss him the other night from Georgia Lawara? They just needed a try in that second half to set up the hope of a grandstand finish to breed some belief they could beat the Dolphins. But they had a scoreless second half on the back of eight errors after half time. They were rudderless in attack. I was lucky enough to be sidelined for Fox League, looking at them, uh, trying to work out how the Dragons were going to score a try, looking at the spine members. Jacob Little offered some great signs for them, and that will be uh, a point for Ryan Carter to consider when Hunt gets back. What do I do with my nine and therefore my seven and my number 14 role? But they missed Ben Hunt tremendously the other night. Maybe that was the difference between getting back into the game and not. Um, So he goes to Queensland, and look, it was hard to listen to as a New South Welshman, wasn't it? But if any Queenslander was going to race away for that sort of moment last year, then, then I'm glad it was Ben Hunt, because... He deserved that sort of moment on the big stage, given you know some of his tough times earlier in his career. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's game one. It's on uh, Wednesday night at Adelaide. Uh, we're going to throw to a break, Matty, because we're going to warm up for your famous set of six. There's a new player in town. Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track.